Welcome to Smart Casual, Images Fashion Podcast in collaboration with Kildare Village, dealing with personal style in a way that speaks to you. Hosted by me, Fashion Director Marie Kelly. And me, Aideen O'Connell, Image.ie staff writer. And me, Sarah Rickard, Fashion Stylist and Creative Consultant. In our 20s, 30s and 40s, we're three women across three decades with three unique perspectives on how fashion shapes the world. Fashion and personal style are about a lot more than the clothes we choose to put on every morning. They're about the world we live in and who we choose to be. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to fashion, and we certainly love a chat. Welcome to Smart Casual. This week, we're feeling the love for our native designers as we chat about the importance of celebrating the fresh faces of Irish design. We'll be chatting to Angela O'Kelly, Head of Design for Body and Environment at NCID later in the show, about her career in art and design. But first, what caught your eye this week, Marie? Um, well, not so much something that caught my eye as opposed to, uh, um, uh, you know, an absolute high, which was my weekend trip to New York. Mm. Wow. And it was not only my first time in New York, but my first time in America. What? Really, Marie? Yes. Oh my God, what? Know that. I know, I know. Well, I know. Well, as, OK, can I, can I explain? <laughs> can no. I explain, please? I'm so, out. My pathetic excuse is that, you see, because I have family in Sydney and I have family in Shanghai, when I'm doing long trips, I tend to go there. So America just never quite happened for me. Oh my I know. God! I know. Um, yeah, everyone's shocked. But yeah. I, you know, I'm a late starter. The earring, yeah, the ear piercing true. at 43, <laughs> yeah, New yeah, York yeah. at 44. Okay. You know, it's all happening for me in my 40s. It's so tell us. <laughs> it was amazing. It, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm saying what everybody says about New York, yeah. but really, the energy. Something is else. just incredible. Um, the weather was fabulous as well, oh, which really, really helps. There's no place like and, it. And I mean, you just you, you wouldn't even need to do anything other than walk the streets. Mm, I know. To just be excited and inspired and yeah. engaged yeah. by the diversity of people, you know, the, the eclectic style, both men and women, you know, and they were getting ready um, for Pride Week as well. So oh, there's wow. lots of like interesting characters around. Good buzz and around. A total buzz around. Mm. And actually, funnily enough, it was Memorial Weekend. So, um, of According to New Yorkers we were speaking to, everyone had, you know, escaped the city to the Hamptons. Oh. But so I don't know if it was just filled with tourists like myself, but um but it, it still felt incredibly oh, buzzy and energetic yeah. and um yeah, and it was just brilliant. And as I said, like the, the, it was really the street style that, mm. you know, mm-hmm. is so incredible over there. Um just so eclectic and everyone everyone has something interesting about them or mm-hmm. distinctive about them. I um, I actually chased a girl. Well, I followed a girl. <laughs> stalked. <laughs> possibly stalked a girl in um, Soho when I was living over there. She was just the most magnificent creature. Now, there was plenty of them. Yeah. But this girl just really, really caught my eye. She was wearing the most beautifully draped top, printed top. And I got myself and my friend... To, to follow her and I was like I don't know where this is going like but sure we'll just go and follow her because I just really needed to get a closer look at what she was wearing <laughs> and how she what way her hair was and what way she paired it with you know whatever yeah. she paired it with and we followed her into a coffee shop that was about the size of this booth oh my gosh <laughs> and she was like queuing to get her coffee and I was like okay too far too far and I backed out but when I was home in Dublin I found the top how? It was in H&M trend section. Oh, wow. Oh. And it was 
that was one of my all-time wow. fashion highs. Well done. Oh my God. Well, you've kind of eclipsed mine there. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But did you have an experience like that? No, I no. didn't actually. I must say I didn't. Um, no, there wasn't any one person that I sort of felt mm-hmm. the need to, to chase down the street or anything, but I'm, I'm hoping next time. Yeah. Um, but no, it was, it, it's just, it's almost like um, just a low level um, kind of just yeah, intrinsic. Yeah, it's a real deal. Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like you're even, you know, hunting out or, or mm. it's not like it's full of like elaborate flamboyant mm. characters as such it's just that sort of everyday reality of interesting people, people. with distinctive with a story sense and of style mm. you know and they're kind of everywhere and it's not that they're sort of necessarily head to toe kind of like mm. oh wow but it's just there's just points of difference yeah and interesting way of wearing things and um, yeah just it, it, and I think it's just the eclecticism yeah. of mm-hmm. it yeah. and I, I, I guess I miss that about London as well yeah. but New York, New York has it in, in spades Absolutely. it's just just the diversity and eclecticism and there are no rules mm, yeah. there are no that's why I have like trends even yeah. a love-hate relationship with those places mm. because I always feel like an outsider mm. I always feel like the, the girl with the scrunchie you yeah. know from that episode of Sex and <laughs> the City that like they were like she's definitely not from New York although probably scrunchies are yeah. all over New York that's now that's so funny because I felt fab <laughs> I felt I fab over the weekend I felt so you fit right in <laughs> totally wow <laughs> everyone thought I was a native okay hard <laughs> But uh, I, I just, it was amazing. I mean, everyone who goes there loves it, but it really was incredible. And I mean, I will absolutely go back and hopefully later this year, you know, yeah. um, and just, yeah, it, it's just, I think it just gives you energy. You it know? does make you very really inspired. Does. And, and I, d- I definitely felt really strongly like I wish I had lived there after mm-hmm. after London. I wish I'd gone there for a couple of years and, mm. and experienced what it was like to live there. But mm. hey ho. I did three months. Three months would be fab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did yeah. 10 days and I only saw Times Square because uh, I injured my foot and I couldn't oh, walk anywhere. Oh, so, oh, oh my God, that's possibly the worst thing that can I know, happen in New York. But I still thought it was just amazing. I remember coming out one night, we went to a Broadway show and I came outside and I was like standing, it was so dramatic, standing at a pole being like, this is my city. <laughs> With the bandaged up leg like, yeah, no, hobbling no. along the street. Oh my God, yourself in the naked cowboy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She got people coming up taking their photos. <laughs> going, she is definitely not from here. No. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> oh, so eighteen, you're high of the week. Um, so I have two. So I attended the uh, graduate show, the NCAD graduate show at the Westbury during the week. Um, it was amazing. Just like the talent there, just Irish design. I think there's just such a bright future there. But um, I actually worked at the event last year as an oh, intern. Nice. Dressing the models while uh, in the winning clothes while they were coming out, and uh, so I actually attended this year, and I was a bit a bit overwhelming to be honest. <laughs> kind of standing there, and I was like, in a year, what happened? Was that's that a so tear I saw you? In? Yeah. I did think you were. Sh- <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> no, it was, was kind of like cause, it yeah, was very and sweet. And May from marketing Maeve, came up yeah. to you, and she was like, she came up to me, and she's like, oh my god, this time last year we we're talking about, it. and I was like, oh my god, and I kind of sat back and I was like. Jesus. And then I went home that evening and I screenshot, I actually came up with my memories on my phone of the initial job from Image yeah. on the same day. Oh. It happened. So all very weird. So I was like, oh. to be. yeah, a bit of an overwhelming moment there, lads. But, um, and then secondly, I was in London um, about two weekends ago and I'm making a conscious effort to shop vintage. I'm just trying to, like, trying mm. to be, I suppose, sustainable, yeah. but the environment, that kind of way. Step away from kind of fast fashion. Um, so I went to Beyond Retro in yeah. amazing just off Is Oxford Street oh yes that the one. big one okay. yeah so I went in there and I found this mad like absolutely mad suede dress and suit combo mm. um, I mean dress and jacket combo 
and it's 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 actually like something Elton John would wear. It's this massive like crop jacket, these huge shoulder pads, and these frills. But like I tried it on, and I was like, I actually. I, I just need to buy it I had to bring it home me I had to come home to Ireland mm. and um, there's like it's a midi dress so I think what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go into the zip yard and do a bit of a oh, fixer yeah. upper mm. and because okay, there's a few little shade bits so I'm going to get it shortened and then hopefully bring the two together yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's easier to decide to do vintage when you're in London when you're in London oh, yeah, massively, you know, 100%, yeah. Yeah. yeah but I spend a fortune when I because yeah. like that you're like this is amazing and you get so immersed in it and you try on a 40s fucking cocktail dress mm. and you're like oh this is me this is yeah. the new me and then it hangs in your world so think about the, the vintage in London it's incredible but it's expensive it's expensive and it was expensive and I was kind of humming and hawing and it was I was kind of pushing them at the counter I was like can I just buy the jacket because I was like I wasn't too gone in the dress Okay. and he was like no it comes as a set so oh, to be honest right. I did get good value for the two yeah. of them together but um, I, I, I was walking around for ages and I think they were looking at me in the shop they are like what are you doing but I couldn't decide I was like will I buy it will I not buy it I was like yeah. and it's so hard in that situation because you know you can't really walk away from no, that stuff it'll be gone that's the thing so it's and hard. I was leaving that evening so I was like oh, will yeah, I buy it so I bought die. it so uh, Elton John is well, yeah, it's all in. Going to a pub near you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? <laughs> um, yeah, my fashion eye was definitely the NCAD graduate show, which you were just discussing. So that was on Monday. And um, I think I've only been to one of those events before, which is awful to say, um, bad to admit. But I thought this year, oh my God, I went, I actually went to the graduate show last year. So not the awards that we were at or the preview um, and I, I couldn't get over the talent and seeing the designs in real life and watching the fashion videos it's so well presented like the talent on every level even from the music that they put into you know exactly the, the whole production the choreography of the girls yeah it's just incredible it really is so exciting but um a standout collection for me was, now I'm not going to pronounce this correctly and I'm really sorry, Nicolette May Zaninova. She did, Marie, you would love oh, it. Would I? Again, I'm always kind of looking at how they style it. Mm. So it was all um, hand-woven, interlaced jackets with little pockets for plant pots. Yeah, <laughs> <so> <laughs> and like these raffia, almost like burlap straw hats burlap fabric hats like really weighty oh my god it was just so beautiful and pretty and the colour palette was all like really pale greens and pinks and beautiful. beiges oh, it was like canvasy burlap that kind of yeah. style it was so beautiful I just I, I could not stop taking photos of it and like re-watching yeah. the little video I took of the video um, that was really really beautiful and then like I, I suppose it's the same every year. There was a lot of kind of inspiration drawn from their families and from their heritage and stuff. And um, one of the other designers, a Nigerian girl called Elizabeth Amawumi, she mixed elements of her African and European culture. So it was just really beautifully crafted coats and using colours and gorgeous. embroidery. It was just gorgeous. It that really was. Fantastic. But I have to say, Every single one of them. There wasn't one that I was like, mm. yeah. it was yeah. really, really strong. So I can't wait to see. Oh, and I'm sorry I missed it. And I should say I only missed it because I was in New York. Otherwise, I would have absolutely mm -hmm. been there because it's it's one of the highlights. Yeah, yeah it was brilliant. It really calendar. was. Pretty good yeah. excuse. So today we're discussing our love of emerging Irish talent, of which we have in abundance. Um, personally, I've used, I've kind of had my go-to Irish designers over the years when I'm styling and 
it's not laziness, but at the same time, it's really hard to keep up with who's who and who's doing what, you know, at at a level. So I always would have used the likes of Joanne Hines, Eilish Boyle, Helen James, John Rasha and Roisin Gartland. But I wasn't really up on the up and coming designers. And it was only last year when I was asked to get involved with Irish Fashion Exposure. It's um, a show that's been going on for 10 years in aid of St. Lazarus, Ireland. And the woman behind it, Fiona Foy Holland, she was a personal stylist and she really knows her designers. And she had said to me, look, you know, I have been offering these designers and it's been going well but I'd love to judge it up a bit so that was like amazing opportunity for you such an amazing opportunity and such a kind of learning curve for me as well so I really made myself get out there I went to the NCAD graduate show I went to Create and Brown Thomas you know all of these collectives and I really researched who was doing what and I was just blown away by the level of talent and creativity that's out there and I feel really kind of annoyed at myself that I wasn't doing it from the start. But to be honest, I don't, I think now is such a great time to be an Irish designer. Yeah. I don't think there were the platforms that there are now. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's a little bit easier yeah, now. I think that there's a much greater awareness of it and a much greater desire, I think, to give it that love mm-hmm. and yeah. exposure than yeah. maybe there was in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even Bloss that was in Dundrum right. before Christmas, like that was just amazing to see such a, a fabulous, varied collective of mm-hmm. Irish designers all on, in the one spot. Um, and, you know, Havana stocking the likes of Sarah Murphy and Fintan Mulholland, who are, you know, kind of relatively newly graduated. And so so Fiona had kind of used the likes of Niall Tyrrell, Don O'Neill and those kind of mm-hmm. more established designers. And I kind of um, decided that we'd use the likes of Natalie B. Coleman, uh, Alison Keneally, Sarah Murphy, Fintan Mulholland. So it was really exciting to to mix it all up and to style it in such a way that made it all contemporary. And, you know, even using the likes of Niall Tyrrell with, and Don O'Neill with like Michelle Kern's hats yeah. just to give it a new life. And, you know, how to show women to how to wear hats as well, because I think that's something that a lot of Irish people maybe don't get. Yeah. Right. It's daunting. I think hats are daunting. They, they are. are daunting. Daunting. I would find yeah. hats daunting. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it was it was great to be able to show them with something cool like Alison's amazing yeah. shirling little cape and the slip, you know, with it just a fedora or something. You know, Fabulous. it was really, really beautiful. And um, yeah, like the fact that Helen Steele is in costume now, mm-hmm. which is just fantastic. Um, Pearl Reddington is being stocked in the Kilkenny shop, amazing. which is also brilliant. And um, Alison's collection was picked up by buyers in Bloomingdale's uh, you know, yes and she was stocked there I think it was in November in their luxury That's department right, yeah. so I mean there's so much going on mm-hmm. and it is a really exciting time both on you know a clothing well on clothing jewellery like the likes of Emer Roberts who who's doing incredible things and um, milliners like the Season Hats and Michelle Kearns and Leonora Ferguson and Laura Kinslat they're all just nailing it. Yeah, no, they're so incredible. So I'm a massive fan of Irish design and especially after talking to Ashley Farinella last week as well, she kind of reignited my fire, you know, and was filling me in on a few more up and coming initiatives, which are really exciting. So it's a great time. Yeah. It is. No, and I think for me, actually, 
one very good thing about being in your 40s is that maybe you have a little bit more access to Irish design than mm. I would have had in my 20s because, you know, buying local and buying emerging ca- can be pricey, yeah. you know, it, it, and, yeah. and should be because of the quality of what yeah. you're getting. Um, and I think I certainly in my 20s wouldn't have had um, wouldn't have had the, the means to, to access. And I think now I do a little bit more. And I, I guess coupled with this, um, you know, passion we all have now for sustainability, it just it just feels like a really good time yeah. to be kind of accessing and buying Irish design. Um, and I think, um, you know, but there are, I think, um, kind of introductory level brands that they are available to everyone, you know, mm-hmm. who wa- wants to support Irish design. And one of them is, of course, my favourite Julie brand, Mo Muse, mm-hmm. Margaret O'Rourke in the Paris Court Townhouse Centre. Um, you know, that is my favourite Julie brand internationally, Irish, whatever. It's just yeah, my favourite brand. Um, I, I think her pieces are Absolutely beautiful, just exquisite, and um, the the price point is so accessible. The range is so 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 accessible, and I think anyone who wants to start supporting Irish design but feels like it's out of their um, price point, go and visit mm. Muse because it it really isn't. There's something for everyone, and yeah. it's, it's it's absolutely beautiful. And I also love um, Atrium, um, what it offers. Yeah. I, you, you know, you mentioned earlier about that collective idea, and yeah. I think it's so important to have those kind of collectives of Irish design. I think it's a real shame that So Collective actually didn't mm. continue, unfortunately. Um, but I think Atrium is, is fantastic. And of course, it couples the Irish design mm. with uh, sustainability, which is brilliant as yeah. well. So I think that's a really, really good spot to, to check out. Um, I think in terms of Irish designers that have kind of really blown me away, you mentioned Finton Mulholland. And from the moment I saw his stuff a few years ago, mm. um, I was just so in, so incredibly wowed. I mean, it's so directional, but wearable. And that's yeah. a really tricky yeah. balance, yeah, balance. To, to tread. Um, it's like nothing else out there. Yeah. Um, it's just superb. And I would I would wear any one of his pieces. And I actually I do um want to save up and actually buy one. Because they are they are pieces that you'd say you'd save up a little bit for them. Yeah, but I totally but I really it's kind of on my list of, mm. of, of, of things I wanna, you know, spoil myself with. Mm. Um because they're just exceptional. Absolutely love them. You mentioned Pearl Reddington as well, and funnily enough, I just interviewed her um ah. last week for the next issue of the magazine. Excellent. Um found her very interesting and um, I feel like she has a very considered and clever approach to design mm-hmm. and I loved the idea of you know taking the traditional iron jumper and reinventing it mm. with something like a neon cuff mm. clever so clever simple. Yes. Subtle yes. And so smart so like I say so subtle but um, so smart mm. and I love that kind of clever you know intelligent design yeah. Yeah. it doesn't it's it's not shouting anything at you but there's a really clear message but I thought it was interesting um, or I thought it was important to, to, to point out as well when we're having this discussion that you know we actually have an incredibly strong design heritage and I mean outside of like you know the sort of Donegal tweeds mm. and the iron jumpers which are incredible mm. um, but outside of that I mean I don't know if anyone's heard of well I guess you guys probably have but um, you know designer Sybil Connolly mm. back in the 50s who mm. you know designed a dress for Jackie Kennedy that she you know she wore for a White House portrait mm. so that is like that is her Irish you know piece of Irish design Fab. is there in a White House portrait which yeah. is pretty bloody amazing yeah. you know um, and she also dr- dressed uh, Elizabeth Taylor and Julie Andrews back in the you know 50s I think it was which is like a super super glamorous yeah. you know and super high end and you know I think sometimes we forget that we have that that side to yeah. our yeah, to our fashion yeah. history as That's well true, yeah. and there's also designer Pat Crowley and um, she dressed like the Vanderbilts in America who were like a shipping and yeah, um, yeah. railroad wow. family like so you know that sort of we're, we're not just uh, indigenous 
this, you know, kind of textiles exactly. and, yeah. like work and knitwear. Work as well. Work couture yeah. as well. And actually, um, you mentioned earlier, sorry, I've lost her name completely. No, Claire O'Connor yeah. um, is one Irish designer who's very much carrying on, I think, that couture That's, sort of um, yeah, heritage yeah. that we have. And I just think it's really important to flag that, you know, Irish design is so much more than we we maybe think it is at, yeah. at first at first kind of glance. It's very broad. Um, mm. And it's actually you know, much more exciting as well because I discovered all that sort of content about, you know, Sybil Connolly and Pat Crowley a few years ago as I was kind of doing a bit of research on, on Irish design um, and it, just, it really wowed me to think that there's a White House portrait, yeah. you know, of Jackie Amazing. Kennedy with, and of all the designers she had access to mm, yeah. and it was an Irish designer, Sybil Connolly, yeah, who, that's really impressive. you know, yeah. she, she went to. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It is. Really. I, to be honest, it's only in the last few years I've been taking more notice of Irish design and I think it's what you were saying. It's obviously accessibility. It's my age group that I'm in wouldn't have been on my radar at all. Um, and I think the first probably was actually Natalie B. Coleman because it was my first year in college and I remember Erica Fox from Retroflame was interning with her. So it was all through social media I saw this but um, that was the first like Natalie B. Coleman piece I'd seen and I remember Erica wore this gorgeous like printed skirt that she had and I remember being like oh my god where can I get it because I was like 17 and I said the most I knew was going to Topshop and back for something like, for a night like out you know what I mean like most of that age and it was kind of opened my eyes I suppose to another world that wasn't so far away mm-hmm. and it wasn't like the Chanel's and Valentino's that you probably would have heard about um, but what you were saying is Anne-Marie about how broad like Irish design is and I think it's great because you have like, say, your, your high fashion, you know, you have your Richards and your Simones over in London and then you have like your specialities like Paula Rohn and then you have Una Burke with her mm. amazing leather mm. designs and then you have jewellery, Shoopy, Nigel O'Reilly, Mum Muse as you mentioned and then you have kind of this specific set of designers that seem to have tapped into a female customer in Ireland that is just thriving. So that's like your Aiden Bodkins, your yeah. Neil has some Very fabulous true. pieces yeah. and they know the women Very true. that they're catering yeah. for and Very I think point, that's fantastic and it's a huge part of the fashion industry in Ireland. That's a, where a lot of that money comes from. No, that's a really good yeah. point actually mm-hmm. to mention those designers because yeah. they are really catering to, you know, working women, you know, yeah, exactly. kind of moms, women who have work events to go to, you know, it's who need, you know, who don't want maybe something flamboyant. They want something really chic. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and McAlinden as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's so many of those types of designers out there. Um that like appeal to just such a broad range of women and then you have some really really good young talent coming up from NCAG obviously and then from the Limerick School of Art and Design as well which is super actually oh my god they're really so so talented yeah oh my god and there's one girl in particular who's kind of on our radar because she has utilised social media so well and her name's Aoife McNamara she's from Limerick yeah and she's making waves like she just knows her customer Mm. to Um, she interned with Marc Jacobs she was in Paris for a while um but she's that kind of younger designer as well that's a lot more aware and woke, as they say. Mm. But 50% of the pieces from her Spring Summer 19 collection are deemed eco-friendly. So obviously that's very good. That's kind of tapping into mm. what the, kind of the young people... Clever girl. Are, yeah, very clever, like yeah. what the young people are saying, what we're kind of thinking. And as well, she has utilised Instagram to her advantage and that's how she has grown her business because that's how I got to know her. Yeah, who, um, who did she dress? There was a couple of influencers. That she's done, she's done them all, yeah. yeah. She's done like... So Sumi, she's okay. done Sean Lindsay, a few of them. Yeah. And what she did was use them to kind of get her designs out there. And yeah, it's jump really, start really her career, yeah. jumpstart. And it's really, really worked well for her. And she did an interview with Image Jodhi recently and she just spoke of how important social media is for up and coming designers to get their designs and collections out it's there. It's true. 
Yeah, and that's how I'd see them as well. There's another girl as well who was in her class. She's actually from Kerry, Quiva Dowling. Um, her collection's called Subrosa, and it's just fantastic. I've shown our producer this morning. Like she's just so talented, wow. but she's again using social media because it's mm. like a portfolio yeah. yeah and actually that reminds me of the there's a lot of amazing cashmere designers as well like um, Lucy Nagel and Laura Chambers and those who like that you know Vogue is seen wearing one of their hoodies yeah. and it's just like you know sales just rocket rocket it's yeah mm-hmm. brilliant and she's that Aoife now she's making things to order so mm. she's getting missed on Instagram mm. like I think she's completely Fantastic. booked up and That's I think incredible. that's just so great for the industry as a whole. That it's transformed. It has hasn't transformed it. And I, it is. It's made it a viable yeah. career option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think it makes it kind of touchable, even for me. Like, say, I might have felt not that I was apart from it, but not really immersed in it at this age group and stuff like that. But seeing young designers like that who are kind of catering to my age group too is it's great. Yeah, yeah. it just yeah, gives yeah. another again another part to the industry. Yeah. They wouldn't have necessarily had the visibility before. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's super mm. to see. Well, on that note, we'll wind up our chat and I'm really looking forward to hearing Marie's chat with Angelo Kelly. Final reductions are now on at Kildare Village. With the summer season well and truly here, there's no better excuse to update your wardrobe. This week, I'm thrilled to welcome Angela O'Kelly to Smart Casual, Head of Design for Body and Environment at the National College of Art and Design and a jewellery maker to boot. Welcome, Angela. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, we're thrilled to have you. Um, so if I could swap my job for anyone else's in this country, it would probably be yours. Oh, God. No. <laughs> I think, well, certainly the appearance of it is that it, it blends beautifully creativity with mentoring and that there's so much variety to it every day. Is that the case? Yes, it absolutely is. Um Oh, yeah. Mentoring, I love um, showcasing the students' work, working with them, with industry. Every every single day is really diverse in the college and there's so much on because the department is not just fashion, it's textile and surface design and jewellery and objects. So it's a very large department in NCAD. It's a big job to manage all of those elements, I would it imagine. It is, yes. It's a, it's a challenging job. Um, I love it. Um, but yeah, it is, mm. it is quite a large job because each one of those strands um, from fashion, you know, to textile and surface design is really quite different mm. with a whole new bunch of students and lecturers to boot mm, as well of within the and, areas. Um, do you oversee um, students in each year or is it just a particular year? Yes, so I would um, generally oversee the final year students and also work directly with master's students okay. but yes, we would have contact I would have contact with our first, second and final year students. Amazing, so, yeah. so you really do see their progression then from yes, start to and, finish? Yes, and definitely near the end of the programme for the final year students I would oversee the three different areas to really make sure that there's, you know, quality control across the areas within the course. Absolutely. When do you get time to make your own jewellery? Um, <laughs> at night, at weekends, um, and during the holiday periods as well. So, wow. Yeah, so it's... And you're, I should tell our listeners that you're wearing some of your jewellery today and it's so cool. 
really modern and contemporary and fresh and different. I really love it. Where can we buy it, actually? Um, well, you could buy it directly from me and I'm in some galleries outside of Ireland. My main customer is um, purchasing the work from galleries outside oh, Ireland and London and um, Holland and the States. How amazing. And yeah. how long have you had your jewellery line? Uh, so I graduated from Edinburgh College of Art in 97 and then I stayed on to do a postgrad and I graduated again in 98. So really since, since then. Since then you've been making it. Wow. Making since then. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. It's it's really beautiful. I'll have to get myself a piece. It's really, really <laughs> exquisite. And tell me, um, do you have a very a sort of a, an early fashion memory that really sticks with you? Oh, uh, my nana was a seamstress. Because oh, I was going to ask, have you come from a creative family? Yeah, so. I, I, I think I have. My mother has always really encouraged me to, to study art, to, you know, do a lot of uh, summer schools mm. when I was in school and night classes. Uh, my nana, yeah, as I said, was a seamstress and I think my earliest memories were her making us up clothes for our Christmas presents, mm-hmm. you know, or if we saw something in a magazine or that she could just whip it up within hours, you know, Amazing. so really fabulous work coming out, mm. of, out of her. And how did you kind of express your creativity when you were younger? I mean, did you kind of sew and knit and things I like that? Sewed, I sewed, I did a lot of drawing, I did a night class in NCAD doing uh, jewellery with my sister when I was about 15. So, so you were always drawn to jewellery, were you? I initially, mm. as a lot of young teenage girls, I wanted to do fashion, but then, no, then I decided <laughs> that actually I was much more of a maker with, with metal yeah. and I did a night class, as I said, in NCAD. Um, I... Then my my teacher in secondary school was a silversmith. Oh, how fantastic. And she was amazing. So she must have influenced you massively. Absolutely. Mm. And I went on then after school to study in Grenham Mill Craft School in Kilkenny, um, where I was taught very good silversmithing skills uh, by Peter Donovan down there. And he encouraged me then to go on to Edinburgh to study silversmithing and jewellery. So you've had you've had like great a great education and great mentors or influencers by the yes, sounds of it. Yes, absolutely, and I think that's probably why I've gone back into education mm. as well. And I was always drawn to education because my mentors were so, so important mm. to me um, growing up. It must be lovely to be able to be able to give that back. Yeah, I I love and I I especially like within my role um, linking people and mm. collaboration, like finding a lot the of right my fits, work, right the right fits, and also working a lot with industry. Partners mm. as well, mm. uh, working with the students for with you know Fantastic. brilliant industry partners yeah. that we have. NCAD really is known for the caliber of its students and its graduates, and I know that even um, within image uh, publications, I've worked with some NCAD graduates, and I mean they really are a cut above. They are you know superb in terms of their aesthetics, their visuals, their work ethic. I think they're they're really superb. Have you seen many prodigies? through the years? Oh, yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, we have every year, um, there's a few really high flyers that are coming through. Absolutely. That must be very exciting. Yeah. And I mean, you know, some of them then go straight into working for themselves, but a lot will now spend time in industry and then 
you know, come back mm. to to set up themselves. So yeah, kind of we're keeping an eye experience. on. Pardon? Sorry, go and get that. They go and get that experience sort of yeah. first. Yeah, and that's really important, especially in fashion. Um, a lot of students would would go away when they graduate, um, and then start mm-hmm. to come back to mm-hmm. set up themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're they're kind of all over the world, aren't they? NCAD graduates in yeah. terms of in where every met, large themselves. fashion yeah. house across the world, there'll mm-hmm. be either an NCAD or an Irish person yeah. within, it. and that's how we you know it it makes our life very easy in a way to connect our graduates um with industry with industry yeah of course well. yeah so the opportunities are there even when they leave ncad yes and and actually another thing that we've introduced into ncad is the studio plus year so between second year and their final year the students have a chance to do a year away from their studio work so they can either go directly out to industry to work on internships or Erasmus programs or to work on bureau projects that we set. So we're setting industry-based projects or social design-based projects Incredible. for the students. That so must be of so much value. It's huge. Like, I, I call it the resilience year, nearly. Mm-hmm. The, you know, building on the soft skill sets that the students need yeah. when they go out. To survive. To, to really survive. survive in the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so competitive and mm-hmm. they, they do have to be the best. Mm-hmm. You well, know. I think that that's why they, they thrive, though, because obviously they've really been given that fully rounded sort of education, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, and I, I bang on saying it's that T-shaped students, you know, and um, we're giving them the skill set, you know, that they know their specifics um, area. Mm-hmm. But then they have another broad kind of T uh, yeah. line where they, they can adapt. And the students now, they're not just going in a very linear way through their career. They they tend to have portfolio careers. So we need to give them those skill sets to be able to adapt to work in all different areas sure. going going out. So, Angela, one of the most interesting things that I've read about you is that your wedding dress was black. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was a brave choice. It was. Um, funny story. Myself, my mom, my sister went to London for the weekend to, to buy my wedding dress. And I had in the back of my head that I really wanted a, a black John Rossi dress. But a close friend of mine said, just buy a dress and then you'll find your dress. So <laughs> I bought first, my first dress, which I have never worn, was a gold lame Vivian Westwood dress. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would look like a golden globe. But I <laughs> but I had that dress, you know, in the bag, it was done. And then I went to John's store in London and I w- bought a beautiful dress and a cape and, you know, Nicholas Kirkwood shoes and the whole lot. It was just fabulous. A modern day bride. Yeah, designs really. It. it was yeah. wonderful. And yeah. So, it sounds like then you don't sacrifice your own personal style for regardless of what the occasion is, as, as I think some women sometimes do. They think they have to fit into a, a certain mould for a particular occasion. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I was never going to wear a traditional um, wedding dress. I had a one-year-old child at the time too, and I've been living with my husband for about 10 years at that stage. Yeah, so context. So, so really, uh, no, I was never going to do white. <laughs> and how would you describe your, your personal style? I think it's very simple. Um, I used to wear a lot of Danish brands and, you know, I loved to shop in Platform and Rococo and that mm. years ago. And, um, and then when I'd be out doing a lot more work with my own jewellery work I I tend to favour black more 
and now it's become almost a bit of a uniform. It's your signature, isn't it? Yeah, really? I mm. wear black all the time, mm. you know, so um, very simple kind of um but I think Silhouette. just even looking at you today, um, you know, you're wearing a very simple uh, sweater from Natalie B. Coleman and a beautiful skirt. But th- there's the textures, you know, there, there's black can look very flat yes. if you're not really careful. And I think you obviously understand how to, well, as you would, <laughs> being in the industry that you're in. But obviously you understand textures and how important it is to kind of mix them up yeah, w- within I, the one colour way. Yes, and I, I love really good fabrics. Mm. Um, yeah, the skirt is, is Prada, leggings are cost. You know, it's like it's, yeah. it's just mixing those mm. different textures. Um, I'd... I, I think I'm more drawn to kind of winter layers as well. Yeah. Knits with really nice, you know, linens and cottons and, and that yeah. as well. So, yeah. yeah. So obviously you're wearing Natalie um, Coleman today. Other Irish designers that you uh, would favour? I Well, yeah, I love Natalie. I love uh, Simone Rocha. Mm. Um, winter wear, I love electronic sheep. Yeah, you know, they're fantastic. I wear scarves of theirs all the time. You know, there's, there's a great um, amount of really good... New Irish fashion designers, Colin Burke, one of our recent grads, he'll be showing at Create this summer. Um, Aiden Gaynor is just finishing off in Parsons. You know, re- some really amazing people mm. to, to watch I going remember forward. Aiden Gaynor actually from a previous graduate show and she really stood out. She was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am. Um, uh, she was one of our winners of the Brown Thomas Designer to Watch That's Awards right. about four years ago. So, so she's, she's in Parsons now. Yet. How exciting. Yeah, I know. God. It's really exciting. Actually, I was before we came um, into the sound booth here, Angela and I were talking about New York and I was in New York at the weekend and um, we went to the new Neiman Marcus there at Hudson Yards and they had a beautiful installation from Parsons um, School of Design and it was they, it was amazing. Yeah. It was really yeah. special yeah. stuff. So, that must be incredible So for her. she is definitely one to watch. Um, going forward. Mm. What are your thoughts on sustainable fashion and the offering that's out there at the moment? Um, sustainable fashion. Yes, I think we, we have to do a huge amount more work in the area of sustainable fashion. Um, all of the colleges in Ireland and across the world, we have a piece of work that we really need to, to look at as well. Mm. But also the industry as a whole um, you know, I'm I'm not really a lover of fast fashion mm. anyway. Yeah. Um, but I I think we have a lot to offer in Ireland with our textile industry um and our linen mills and and, and working more with them going yeah. forward, you know, and really embracing the idea of, you know, less better quality, yeah. you know. Yeah, fewer but better kind absolutely. of thing. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and presumably the course content has changed, has it, over the last sort of decade in, in, in line with, you know, this this new kind of level of interest in sustainability. Yes, um, and absolutely a, a lot of our students now who will be graduating this year are really focusing on sustainable ways of working, uh, recycling, reusing, uh, not just in our fashion course, but in the textile and jewellery course courses as well Um, and they're making really original work you know I have a jeweler um, student who's creating fantastic work with recycled plastic bottles but combining that with silver and gold as well so that 
idea of you know non-precious versus precious materials which is a lovely mix isn't it as well yeah and I think because you know so much so much of the the best fashion I think is is about contrasts yes isn't it yes I, I think that kind of sums it up for me just that complete dichotomy between precious metal and a plastic, a, a throwaway, uh, you know, evil almost, yes, you know, substance indeed, that we, yeah. we we were all kind of like, no, no plastic, but actually manipulating it and using it into something that has longevity and beauty as well. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But also using, you know, very traditional techniques combined with uh, newer techniques and yeah. 3D printing and laser cutting as well. So it's really about underpinning that, you know, those very good traditional techniques and uh, that we have in Ireland and sure. really looking at our cultural heritage. Yeah, and, so like very much well. engaging with what's there, what yeah. exists and I guess, you know, finding ways to reimagine. Absolutely, mm. yeah. Um, I know that you're an avid art collector. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've been reading a bit about you. Um, and so tell me, who are your kind of favourite artists and does your kind of aesthetic when it comes to art reflect your personal style, do you think? Oh, OK. Um, I would say that I'm more of a, an applied art collector. So um, of objects, a lot of really beautiful craft objects as well as I've some friends who are, are painters as well that I, I would collect. So the like of Colleen O'Doul, who's a silversmith. I've some of his work. Roger Bennett, who's a wood turner. Liam Flynn, who's unfortunately uh, passed away a couple of years ago. I've some of his bowls. You know, I have a beautiful black collection in, uh, in my house. That right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which is really gorgeous. And then I have some great pops of um, colour then as well because actually now that you mentioned colour I did also read that um, your your downstairs WC um, is pink yes which is. really surprised me <laughs> it's all pink well Why? living in a house with boys as well is my little <laughs> feminist statement yeah. there touched your femininity yes, yes that really made me yes. laugh when I read that yeah all of the, all of the other walls are white and then our Fantastic. little downstairs toilet so your, your, your home sounds like it, it's a little bit playful as well it is yeah, yeah I mean we big blue chalkboard area and um, you know I, I do put up all of the kids art fabulous it's messy house as well so real home yeah, yeah absolutely and we use everything yeah you know nothing is off limits or too precious Fantastic. although some of my black pieces are a bit precious <laughs> <laughs> and would you say that you're playful with your style as well yes I am but I suppose I my uniform of black going in and out of, of work and that um, is that you know it's it's easy to wear um, getting out out the door in the morning you know working yeah. long hours you could be in a, a dirty jewellery workshop and then in a meeting so the, the clothes have to be really multifunctional yeah, I think of course but, the um, yeah key. I can be quite playful mm. you know wearing different and I love um really beautiful shoes like mm. I, I'd you know spend a lot of money maybe on shoes and mm. accessories and mm. the finishing touches yeah kind of the details yes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so Angela are you engaged with catwalk trends at all 
Yes, some catwalk trends, but I'm more engaged with really what's happening with our smaller industry and the like of uh, makers like Natalie or Electronic Sheep or the Tweed Project, you know, and really see what the the Irish um, are doing in that space and really looking at, you know, political commentary and, you know, their cultural heritage and all of that. Mm -hmm. And as we were talking about the sustainable trends uh, within that. So I'm more concerned about the, the trends in that context rather than the, the very large um, trends yeah. of the, the fashion. And I guess houses. they're more, they're, I guess they're more sort of um, trends that are tied up with, with what's happening around us with the zeitgeist than, you know, catwalk trends, with, which sometimes are, are less so, I think. Absolutely. You know, yeah. you know you'll have yeah. a, a colour code or, or whatever, like kind of thing. But I guess what Irish designers are doing, like you said earlier, are kind of very much tapping into what was and what is now. Yeah. And I mentioned um, earlier in our in our chat, um, the designer Pearl Reddington, who I came across recently, yeah. who's fabulous. And I, what really excited me when I chatted with her was, you know, this idea of taking the traditional iron jumper, which is fabulous and giving it a neon cuff absolutely which yep. just completely modernizes it and refreshes it and makes it something completely different and i love that that sort of whole idea it's, it's probably a more subtle approach to to trends but um but it's just as effective yeah mm. uh, uh yes and as you say pearl is one of our graduates as well and she was always pushing throughout her time in ncad yeah. pushing that you know cr- very traditional kind of craft techniques and and knitting and and filting um, the work as well but really with this lovely kind of injection of you know um, quirky colours or um, textures and and fibres and and it really gives her pieces a kind of an energy doesn't it? Absolutely. I think she's fantastic. No she is great and um, you know Really, people like Pearl, we should be absolutely helping and nurturing Champion. going forward. Mm-hmm. You know, she has won a Future Maker Award with Design and Crafts Council and the RDS Award. And, you know, so it's really capturing those people mm-hmm. straight from college mm-hmm. because it's such a pivotal time, you know, to, to capture and help and, and nurture and support them. Yeah. Support them, you know, for the first few mm-hmm. years of their careers because... Otherwise, they can be gone, mm. you know. So we we do need to have a, a do more for Absolutely. people like Pearl. Going and I think forward. yeah, it's, it's key that we actually know about them first. I think it's really important, like for me, that we have people like um, women designers like Pearl in the magazine. Absolutely. Um, and she's coming up in the next issue, actually. Um, so that because sometimes it's hard to unearth these incredible yeah. designers well, to find out to, about. Come them. to our degree show. Yes, well, I do. Oh, I do. <laughs> I'm always there. I absolutely love it. And actually, my niece is in NCAD, which I've mentioned on this podcast before, and she's just finished her first year. So I was there at her end of end year of year show. first year show, yeah. and it was it was fabulous. Um, all of it, like all aspects of it, were the printmaking was superb. Yeah. Um, the fashion was just so interesting, and um, it really makes me want to start all over again and um, just you know be an NCAD graduate and <laughs> live a different life. <laughs> well, I might look into one of those evening courses, one of those uh, short courses, if it. Um, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's a lovely one in imprinted textiles as well, which yeah, might be I think that might suit me. Mm. Yeah. And finally, Angela, before we sign off, I just wanted to ask you: um, Are there any women whose style you really admire, either Irish or international? Mm. I love Deirdre McQuillan. We're big fans here on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, I love Deirdre. Mm. I love. She's just she looks effortless. And she does all of the time. 
Yeah. Love Sinead Burke. I love Angela Scanlon. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. yeah fantastic. I mean, no, they're all, yeah. we've actually had each of those women on our podcast, yes. which and is wonderful. And real good advocates for, you know, mm. Irish design and, and all of that mm. as well. It's really fantastic. good. Yeah. Thank you so much, Angela. That's Thank been you. an absolute pleasure. Really enjoyed Pleasure's it. Pleasure is all Thanks mine. Thanks so much. This episode of Smart Casual was brought to you in collaboration with Kildare Village. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure to rate, review and subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify. 